Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speakers say play ESPN. Pop right up. You got smart speakers. You can download the podcast. So, um, Mike Tannenbaum has a mock draft out. And I, I got to tell you in a second what I love about the way Mike does this mock draft. I really love this, especially mm-hmm. from Mike T. Mike and Mel Kuyper Jr. will join us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. We got about an hour and a half, a little less. So Mike's mock is different than all the mocks we've had so far this season. What's the difference? Guys, instead of what he thinks will happen or what he's hearing will happen, Mike T., who has been a GM at the highest level in the NFL with the Jets, got him to the AFC Championship game, the Jets to the AFC Championship game, with another franchise that's winning three consecutive Super Bowls. You get the Jets to an AFC Championship game, that's almost impossible. Anyway, Mike T. (laughs) is making these picks based on what he would do if he were the GM of each team at each spot. I love that. So it's a GM mock, which he plays the role of GM for every team with the first-round pick. So like everyone else, Mike T. would take Aiden Hutchinson, number one. And then he goes back-to-back defensive backs. Mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner, number two. Which I love. Kyle Hamilton, three. Not so much. Okay. Mm. What don't you like about Kyle? Well, you're taking a safety in right. the top yeah, yeah. five. It's just, just not a, an impact from position From a positional the same value. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's got to be Derwin James. He's got to be Sean Taylor in order to justify Yeah, and even then, three is tough. Three Very is tough. Very expensive. Right. Very rich. That's the yeah. highest uh, I've seen Sauce go in any mock draft, by the way, too, because a lot of uh, mocks have him going to the Giants at five or seven usually. Usually it's seven to the Giants. At any rate, as for the New York teams, the Jets take Garrett Wilson. They need a wide out at, f- at four from Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. The Giants take Evan Neal. If Evan Neal is there, the Alabama offensive tackle, who, by the way, <laughs> he plays on the left side and the right side. He's played on the right side, so you yep. don't have to move – my, you know, Andrew, uh, uh, Thomas. Andrew Thomas, you could, but you don't have to. He's right there, and then Evan, and now you got your tackles done, right? Then the Giants take again at seven. Kayvon Thibodeau, the defensive end out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. I don't like that pick. And then the Jets take Jermaine Johnson the second, the defensive end out of Florida State. I, the reason I don't like the Thibodeau pick is if you're starting out by telling me there are all these questions about a guy's motor, his desire, the technique even, right? I don't need a raw dude who might, may or may not pan, pan out, who may or may not love it, all that stuff. And this is just based on what I know, right? Like, I, what do I know? I'm just going based on what we're hearing. And yep. what, what, I want the Giants, and I hear there's a good chance that this happens. One of these quarterback needy teams wants to jump up into the top ten. Steelers could be that team. Right? I want the Giants to trade back. I want them to take Linderbaum when they trade back. Don't trade back farther than you can't take Linderbaum. And then I want to pick up additional value with the extra pick. The Giants made very good moves on the interior, signing a lot of competent veterans on the interior of the line center in both guard positions. They have two stud tackles. I want a stud center. Then I want all that stuff on the interior to be depth. I want to make the best offensive line in the NFL before I do anything else, Chris. Max, I'm with you a thousand percent on that strategy, but you got to have another team to do the dance with. Not just somebody that's willing to trade up, but somebody that's willing to give you value for the position that they're moving into. And that's the trick the Giants are going to have to be able to figure out because 
this is not supposed to be a very deep quarterback draft. It's not supposed to be a draft that has a lot of top-end quarterback talent. So somebody's going to have to fall in love with them, and then they're going to have to give you the value of the pick, which means you're talking about a future first-round draft pick at a minimum in order to move into the top seven. But if you're forced to make that pick, then I love the idea of the Giants going with the edge rusher. I just don't love Kayvon Thibodeau. To me, the guy would be Trayvon Walker. He's 270 pounds, 6'5", and ran a 4'5", 140. And beyond that, Jay, I saw him have a lot of productivity as a pass rusher from different positions. I saw him as a 4'I", which is the interior shoulder of the offensive tackle, being able to work his way outside to rush the passer in situations where he's just one-on-one and drop back off the edge on offensive linemen. He terrorizes those dudes. He's got the movement skills that you're looking for. He can bend around the edge. And he's got closing speed. He's got that burst to be able to close that gap on quarterbacks. The Giants need a significant edge rush presence. They don't have it right now. Leonard Williams is the best they got, but he's more of an interior guy. They need the guy on the edge. That's how they won championships in the past. They've got to get back to that formula. I just, you know, when these narratives start being spewed about players during the draft from somebody who's covered a lot of NBA drafts, it's been interesting to me, right? Like, first off, where's the narrative coming from? Mm. And is it coming from – because a lot of times analysts or people talk to other scouts, right? So I start going back into things when something comes out of nowhere because I haven't really heard about Kayvon Thibodeau. Maybe it's just me that he doesn't have a work ethic or there's not a really drive. That's just started to happen over the last several weeks. So then all of a sudden I start hearing that. I, I, my brain goes to is somebody trying to sabotage it. Is somebody trying to finagle that in order to get a team to not get on that so they can actually get the pick because I have talked to GMs and scouts that do things like that. So it makes me want to dig deeper into the Kayvon Thibodeau story about what his driving determination to be the best really is. No, you're absolutely right. And this is lying season. You should never believe anything you hear from any of these scouts. But the one thing I will say, Jay, and just watching Kayvon Thibodeau this last year, yeah, like there'll be games where he's absolutely the best player on the field. And he's been the best player on this field pretty much his entire football well, career. Coming out of high school, he was the best player in high school. Going to Oregon, he was like the top recruit. Like he, he can be the best player on the field whenever he wants. But there will be some games where he absolutely disappears. And you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me a lot of Jadavion Clowney, mm. who was an absolute freak show at South Carolina. But there will be games where Jadavion Clowney, Max, would completely disappear. That's why Jay And would. that's why I worry about taking a pass rusher that has that kind of rap and that you've seen that kind of trajectory with. See, Jay, I hear exactly what you're saying. It's dangerous to, to start kind of besmirching a man's reputation or even from my point, from in my position, amplifying negative stuff that I don't know is true or not, right? That is a legitimate point to make. What I'm basing it on is when I start hearing that, I've already heard key question the technique and the level at which Thibodeau is valued, right? Now I'm hearing Chris Canty. I've, I've heard football people, at this network at least, with whom I am in contact, and those aren't the only two, think that Thibodeau could, is overrated, right? So when I hear that, I think, huh, what? he has some raw stuff, but, but some football people are saying he's not as good as people say, and then you hear stuff about desire, then you're like, well, maybe that's, not why, that, maybe that's why he's not as good. Well, here's what I'll say, Max. I don't think he's overrated. That's not what I'm saying. I, I think he's a phenomenal player. I just don't know whether this is a guy that's going to always be motivated to be at his best. Well, well that's even more Com- damning. Com- for- comparable to what we saw with Jadavion Clowney. Like, there was no questioning Jadavion Clowney's football skills. Mm-hmm. There was no questioning his athleticism. Like, Kayvon Thibodeau, Thibodeau is every bit 
the same kind of freak show, the same type of athlete, the same type of dominant presence off the edge. But we haven't seen Jadavion Clowney put it all together, and a lot of that is because of his sports character. That's why I worry about taking a player that we've seen at moments disappears in games in college. Knowing that he has that kind of athleticism, I worry about taking that kind of guy. Is this something you've seen over the course of his career? Because I think about what the last two years have been like, battling with COVID, yep. people projecting you to be a high draft pick. I know how this is coming back from my junior year. They're like, you shouldn't be playing. You should be playing. Don't try to put your foot on the throttle too much. You could get hurt. Is there any of that that factors into it? Or is this who Kayvon Thibodeau has been his entire career? No, I think there's absolutely a big part of that. Because okay. COVID world changes things, and people react differently when you don't have fans in stands, when you have to deal with – a different reality in terms of how you go about your business. I, I can't dismiss any of that. All I will say is this. It worries me when you have a guy that's that talented that essentially gets erased by the opposing offense in some games. I don't understand. Does it change it for you that it, they're drafting at seven and not one? If you talk about a guy like Clowney, like, in other words, a lot of this is value at the position, which is why, to me, like in, in his mock, uh, Mike T has – Linderbaum, the, the center who has the highest mm-hmm. PFF grade of any center ever coming out of college. He's so nasty. Right? Okay. Linderbaum goes 14 to the Ravens. Perfect so, Raven. So, Perfect Raven. But so, so I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. If the Giants need a devastating offensive line, I think they do, then if you're picking seven, but oh, no, you can, you can go at 14, but not at seven. Just get the guy you need that you think is the best, right? So, so I would rather take a position – that's not valued as highly, but I'm going to lock down a guy I think is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, right? Versus a dude where I got question marks. I don't want to spend a top 10 pick on a question mark guy. And I'm with you on that one, Max. I completely agree with you. I think the best path for the Giants is trading back. And if I'm picking up what you're putting down, you want the offensive line for the New York Giants to be their identity moving forward, mm-hmm. comparable to what we saw from the Dallas Cowboys in the mid-2010s. I want the line That's of scrimmage. What you want. I want the line of scrimmage to be the identity. I just feel like before you do anything, when you got the O-line, you got a running game, you got a better quarterback, you got you, you, like your wide skip, everything on your team not, is not, affected not, not differently. To me- not to mention, Max, you got a better defense. If right. you've got an offensive exactly. line, if you've got an offensive exactly. line like that, your defense ain't on the field. I'm, I'm saying this. You know how, like, you start a team with a quarterback, but if there's no quarterback there, don't try and invent them. Yep. Get your offensive line straight. Then worry about, then worry about the quarterback and presenting then, himself. And in the process, pick up an extra first-round draft pick in 2023. Oh, you, you feel me. We didn't even get to the Jets yet because I'm like, what? I feel Mike, you, Mike Max. has the Jets taking Garrett Wilson. I love Garrett Wilson. I mean, I watched him play almost every game at Ohio State. But that over Drake London, who's 6'5", hey, hey, 215 hey, pounds? Hey, 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 Jay, Jay, I heard from people that were at Indy, and they said it, it's not even a question. Garrett Wilson is the best athlete in this draft. Oh. It's not even a question. Oh, wow. like, it's not even a question. Evan's trying Garrett, to get in here. Garrett and Wilson Jets. is the well, best athlete, well, I text, period, I, in this draft. I text Mike after the mock draft came out. And I said, this is the best mock draft I've seen for the Jets so far. Can we rehire you as GM? And well, he, as said, I, he said, you don't want to be teammates anymore. And I said, I'd rather go to the playoffs three times in five years. Well, yeah, by yeah, the way. yeah but, but, but you know how important the quarterback position is, right? Yeah, so get you, a guy. See, Evan, he's a Jets fan. Yeah, I, so I was saying, saying before, he, if a Jets fan has a GM that Mark takes Sanchez. you to the AFC Championship game, that's like a normal fan winning three Super Bowls yes. in a row. Mike went to the playoffs three times in five years, in his first five years as GM. Right. There is no chance he shouldn't be the GM still. I look at this mock draft and I think if Joe Douglas just follows Mike's plan, we'll be all good. Well, if we follow the plan, we're going to have Monica McNutt on. In a little while, 
ESPN basketball analyst, Keyshawn J. Willemax, is presented or brought to you by Toyota. That's right. Make a powerful statement every time you pull up in the pickup that's five changing the game. The all-new Tundra Toyota. Let's go places. Now a spin move, Luka through contact. Enough momentum to take him right to the rim and score it. Wow. 11-10 for Luka. None of the moves that were made during the offseason are being made unless LeBron James wants them to be made. What do you think should change? Winning. That's cool. You have to ask for winning. Monica McNutt, mm-hmm. speaking of amazing, she's a, she's ESPN amazing. She basketball Monica, analyst. Monica McNutt, I'm telling you. With us Star. now. Monica, good morning. What up, Mon? Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Oh, that's a good morning. Boy, I can get up to that, right? She's got like, the energy, right? She's right She's out of ready bed. Ready to go. Loving oh. it. You have your that's coffee like, yet, Monica? You have your coffee yet this morning? Monica's the coffee. I'm, I have my green tea with lemon oh. and honey. I'm green not a coffee girl. Tea. Green nice. tea with lemon and that. honey. That's my, my wife, matcha tea latte all day long. Green Isn't it maca? Is it matcha? matcha? Matcha. I thought matcha. it was matcha. I yeah, matcha, matcha right too. with a T. Yeah. Did you say matcha? Yeah. No, no, it's matcha. You're right. I just had a, I, <laughs> I had a couple <laughs> brain freezes <laughs> today. Matcha flame? What? I thought it was M-A-C. Maybe, I, maybe I it's because know. we were just, right. doing, we See, were just doing the mock it, draft. So yeah, we just, yeah. we put it, it yeah. happens, though, because I make wow, up words guys. all the time. Max, yeah. you know that's yeah. my thing. It's my matcha draft. It's my matcha draft. All right. So, Monica, listen to what Russell Westbrook said at his postgame presser. I want you to weigh in here. Here he is, Russell Westbrook, the post-game press. <laughs> he was on the change. Winning. Be something. Okay, that's obvious. What do you think should change? Winning. Winning games, playing hard. Mm-hmm. Ask. You ask a question, I gave you an answer. That's fine. You got to answer the winning? Hi. You have to answer the winning? I'm not out there playing. Maybe I think I'm... You give me the answer what you think you need. <laughs> exactly. So, well, I don't have to answer. You know, I, exactly. If so, you don't have it, you out there, I so can't you have ask anything. Me, if you ask me to have an answer, you don't have it either. Maybe. Well, but I don't play, Russell. If you, I want to get the information from you so that I can I'm give only it to one person, answer. champ. Right. It's a team okay. game. Right. So I don't, I don't have an answer. Okay. You know, I may have it. I but, don't have it. So good. But I'm asking the pros who know the game, play the game, yeah, yeah. what you guys, what you think you can do to make it your point, yeah. their point, everybody's point. Sure. That's what I'm asking. No, I really I really respect that. Monica. What do you think, Monica? <laughs> <laughs> I think in a soundbite, that sounds horrible, but I also know that there's a rapport there. And so as someone who tries to be anti-Russell Westbrook slander, I'm going to say that we need the whole story on that one. <laughs> you see, Monica, this, this, on, is, this Monica. is hold on, Cece. This is what happened. And this is where I'm starting to get frustrated. I get that Russell Westbrook doesn't do anything to help himself even though his play over the last nine games have, has been a lot better. Um, and it, it feels like there's this narrative that is starting to become created that everything is Russell's fault. And, Thank you, Jay. And I, I try to tell Max about this because, you know, I'm sure CC has been part of it. Like when you become part of a losing culture to a degree and things just aren't going your way, when you give up 82 points in the first half and then you're supposed to answer all these questions about how you fix it, Right. He was like, I don't know how to fix it. What do, you, I, what do you want me to – I don't know what else to say. You get asked the same question every day. It can help. And once again, I'm not backing him. I'm just helping people understand that overall can be infuriating. Yeah. Uh, Jay, I, I'm with you. I, I do think that the clip sounds bad, but I believe that reporter went on the Lakers post game and was sort of joking about it. And so there's a rapport there. Now, if I'm Russell's PR person, I'm like, dude, like, you know that's going to get clipped and run everywhere, and it doesn't add to your – somewhat bristly persona but i'm with you jay like 
at one point, and I haven't checked recently, but at one point I went and looked at the numbers that Russ was putting up with the Lakers. And they're very similar, especially the turnover category. I think it was like a point three difference in turnovers. I'm like, this dude is who he is. The bigger problem, y'all, is that this roster was poorly constructed Bingo. from the jump. Monica, period, point blank. Monica, this is what I've been thinking recently, okay? The roster was poorly constructed around LeBron even, right? And, and, And the whole point of Westbrook is LeBron and AD missed time. He should carry the team. So they didn't get, and they didn't surround them with shooters. LeBron needs them, so does Westbrook. So now exactly. Westbrook's playing the, the LeBron light role, and he ain't got shooters either. So he's sort of framed to look as bad as he could possibly look. But and, and so that has me hearing this sound a little differently, Monica. Like maybe what Westbrook can't say is, look at the roster construction. My mm-hmm. teammates can't shoot the ball. But he can't say that out loud, so he does this number. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Max, and I think – you know, we could probably sit on our respective therapist's couch and discuss this Lakers squad. But the simple thing is, like, you have to be set up for success in life, right? And whether you believe that a healthy AD is a guy that can be a catalyst or not, this team is missing shooting and it's missing the defensive identity that it had with some of the guys that were traded. And so here we are. At this point, y'all, I'm honestly team... And it may not be their choice at this point because the teams around them are in a better position. But, like, don't go to the play-in. For what? To win two play-in games and get blown mm-hmm. out by Phoenix? Like, for what? Go home. Go rest. Let's work on next year. Figure out what y'all going to do in this offseason because that is an absolute enigma. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, Monica. I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think street clothes being out as much as he has oh, been no, certainly <laughs> makes a difference. Hey, every day, but, Monica. But, but, y'all, every day. but y'all, makes, y'all make more excuses for Russell Westbrook no, we than somebody going to jail. And what I don't understand about this Lakers team is when you have LeBron James playing at the level that he's played at, I, I mean, you should be able to MacGyver this thing. Frank Vogel, Ropling, they got to figure something out in order to get this team at least in the play-in. The fact that you would miss the play-in would define this season as an abject failure. I'm not saying that I expected them to win a title this year, but I didn't expect it to be as bad as it is. And when I look at the two teams that are in front of them, the San Antonio Spurs and the New Orleans Pelicans have an easier road to go with their remaining regular season schedule. So to spin this thing forward, do they make the play-in? I don't think so, Canty. And I also, I, I'm offended that you think we're making excuses for us. I think there's some real basketball things that we need to acknowledge in that conversation. But uh, to your larger question, to spin it forward, no, I don't think they make the play-in. Because the two teams that you mentioned, if there are rumors percolating out there that Pop is getting ready to hang it up, DeJounte Murray has had an all-star caliber year, got the late nod. Um, those guys will fight for pop. And the Pelicans, whether you liked what they did or not in terms of adding C.J. McCollum, they were always a team that has been so far in the abyss that they are fighting for something. So the play-in means more to both of those organizations in my mind. So, no, I don't I don't think the Lakers are going to get it done. And I don't – it's weird to have this thought about LeBron. I will not call the numbers straight up empty calories, but I do think there is a point of pride in that you cannot directly point the finger at me. But that's not exactly how basketball works, if mm. we're all honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monica, did LeBron, you. in a way, and I would understand why, because this team wasn't going to make any moves in the playoffs, right? In a way, did he sacrifice this, the, 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 the you know, like fa- losing in the first round? He knew that was going to happen anyway for the scoring title? Monica, are you suggesting uh-uh. that in some way? I mean, I, this is what I will say. LeBron James has been the top-tier guy in this league for a very long time, and I don't think he does anything without thinking through it. 
Because I have been of the camp. As soon as AD went down, you want to play with your son? You can't be traded. You're going back to the Lakers. Let's start working on next year's body. And he opted not to do that. And he has said he's having the time of his life. Part of having the time of your life is having personal and individual goals that are being met despite the loud noise and criticism outside. And so I will just say that LeBron James is never not calculated. Well, here's the one thing I will say, Monica. It's hard to reconcile what you're saying right now with what I saw from LeBron James in the postgame press conference, I think after a loss to the Trailblazers, right before the NBA trade deadline, where he was talking honestly about what he wanted to see the team do and using a draft pick in order to bring back a player that could help this team down the stretch run. And the fact that they didn't do that seemed like that was a source of frustration for LeBron. So I, I can't look at it as him punting on the season at that point, knowing that he wanted the Lakers to be more aggressive at the deadline. I I hear you on that, Canty, but when it doesn't happen, like the only reason for me, because we're all, we love sports, you guys were athletes, like throwing in the towel is probably never never praised, right? Mm -hmm. But the only reason in my mind, like if anybody was going to do this and had to make a business decision, LeBron James has the cachet to do so. And however they frame it, LeBron James has the cachet to do so. And your arguments of the greatest to play in the NBA, will you honestly point to a scoring title that he may or may not get when you have the conversation about LeBron? Like how much more, hypothetically, follow me down this rabbit hole, how much more impressed would we have would we be if he's healthy next year, if you somehow get an AD that can play an entire season and this team is able to figure it to figure it out with maybe an offseason of really working with the pieces that they have. Like this year in a vacuum means nothing to me. Like I just think you wasted energy in terms of the ultimate mileage that has been on his body as an elite player in this league. Monica McNutt, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Monica. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Have a great show. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Chris Canty in for Key today. Guys, as wrong as I was about Tom Brady and the cliff, and by the way, that wasn't based on what I was seeing. That was based on just the actuary tables. It's like yeah. at this age, no quarterback has ever been good. He's almost that age. He won't be good. Okay. And that's how right I was about Carson Wentz because mm. my other hot take back then, for what it's worth, right, is that Wentz wasn't playing well. He was playing worse and worse. And in fact, when everyone was saying, oh, he's an MVP candidate, I was like, actually, he's not even good. Second half of a couple seasons ago, right? The Eagles were winning a lot of close games. He was turning the ball over on third down in the fourth quarter. The Eagles were falling on it. They were getting lucky. They were playing garbage NFC East teams, barely beating them. The whole division was playing them each other and doing better than Carson Wentz was doing against them with backup quarterbacks and bad quarterbacks. And his play got worse and worse and deteriorated, deteriorated worse and worse till he got benched and then traded. Lasted one year with his new team. 
according to the athletic Jim Irsay, wanted to make sure the Colts moved on from Carson Wentz this offseason. Here's the quote, guys. I wish Carson well. I think he has a chance to go into a different environment and play great in Washington. (laughs) Ursay told the Athletic at the owners' meeting on Tuesday, it's just for us. It was something we had to move away from as a franchise. It was very obvious. What Ursay learned, he said, quote, Jacksonville clearly wasn't an accident, meaning the playoff collapse in Jacksonville. When I first saw the quote, I thought he meant the toxic environment in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, but he was Mm -hmm. talking about the Colts losing to the Jags. Well, playoff loss. Kept them out of the playoffs. Yep. He explained, you search for the right chemistry with any team. Ursay did. Football is, a, is as important as any sport there is. He means chemistry. If that chemistry is off, if it isn't there, it can be extremely detrimental and lower performance to a degree that is stunning, you know, and shocking. Guys, one year into the Carson Wentz experiment, and they gave up stuff for him. To Frank Reich, who was good cop to what's his name in Chicago, Jay? Uh, Matt Nagy? No, no, Matt, under Matt Nagy. DeFilippo. DeFilippo, oh. from everything I understand, played bad cop and good, Reich yep. played good cop in, mm-hmm. in, in Philly, mm-hmm. right? DeFilippo's guy made him look in the mirror. Reich, the guy pumps him up. Reich moves on from him after one year, don't want to throw good money after bad? Guys, Chris, this is, this is not good for Carson Wentz's career, and yet he's going to have another shot with the Commanders. Yeah, but he's fighting for his career mortality as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Make no mistake about it. It didn't work out in Philly. Doug Peterson got fired. Frank Reich is going into 2022 on the hot seat for standing on the table for Carson Wentz and getting Chris Ballard to trade a first and a third to the Philadelphia Eagles in order to bring him over for one year where the team fell short of the expectations that they had coming into the season. Keep in mind, two years ago, the Colts, top 10 offense, top 10 defense with Phillip Rivers, who had a QBR that season that ranked 17th in the National Football League. There's only 32 teams. 17th, is the, de- 17th is the definition of average. Yeah. It's the definition of it. And so we believe that we upgraded by trading this first-round pick and this third-round pick for Carson Wentz. And what did we get for our investment? You know what we got? We got a quarterback that in the penultimate game and in the regular season finale fell flat on his face. So much so that in Jacksonville against the Jaguars, a team that had what, Max, three wins last year? He had a 4.3 QBR. That was totally dysfunctional. Uh, 4.3 totally QBR in multiple turnovers. Max, you don't even have to go out there and try to have a 4.3 QBR. You don't even got to go out there and practice to do that. But beyond that. His QBR is only but, 4.3 above but, mine. But, Max, beyond that, the fact that the owner said, this is what we learned, and we had to move away from it. It makes it sound like Carson Wentz has the plague when it comes to how he interacts with his teammates in the locker room. This That's is what somebody, you read, Chris. Bro, you read a bad locker room guy. This is a bad locker room guy. And I'm not saying that he's a bad person from a character standpoint, but when we start having a conversation about sports character, Jay, this, this is a guy that you, you don't necessarily want to be the leader of your team. And make no mistake, the quarterback position by nature is a leadership position. I do feel like I want Jim Ursay to be the leader of my team because your, your ability to pivot when you recognize something, it's not what you wanted. Hey, we thought we were going to get this. Ah, 
you know what? Instead of doubling it down, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results? No, that's not going to happen. We're done. We're moving on. Frank Wright, we gave it the shot that you wanted. He didn't lead us. Now we're going to go after a guy that we know can. Jay, even worse, he goes to Frank Wright, obviously. And coach is like, mm, I'm not, I'm not yeah, sticking my neck out. I can't fight for it. My neck is already no. chopped off. I'm not sticking it out anymore. Why would you ever put your yeah. job on the line for Carson? The, I, we were talking <laughs> about this before. You know, when Dan Orlowski would come on the show and he would say, well, Carson Wentz is a good I'm like, I, maybe it's because I'm not a football expert, but I'm, I'm sure as hell a football fan. When I watch Carson Wentz, there's nothing that jumps off the page for me. And I was rooting for the Colts this year. My family lives in Indianapolis. All we do is watch Colts games. Hard to forget how good Come he was on. in I'm going to say this, Jay. 17 season. You know, Dan Olofsky says Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. We used to have a saying in the NFL. Sometimes a quarterback can be just good enough to get the coach fired. Mm-hmm. And Carson Wentz is one of those dudes. Kirk Cousins is one of those dudes. There's a handful of those guys around the National Football League where eh, it doesn't necessarily seem like there's a clear upgrade that's available. Maybe we need to continue to ride with our guy. And when you do that, it ends up costing the head what? coach his job. Well, what's that going to so mean for the that, commanders? And that's what I was about to say. Spinning that forward for Ron Rivera, what does that mean for this team? Because think about it, Max. You jumped the gun when it came to trying to get Carson Wentz. Look at the landscape out there right now with quarterbacks that were just moved. Baker Mayfield is available. I would almost prefer to go with Baker Mayfield over Baker Mayfield's Carson Wentz. underrated at this point. Yeah, I would, prefer, I would prefer to go with Baker Mayfield over Carson Wentz. Agreed. Matt, Ro- Matt Ryan for a that's third a round. I don't think Matt Ryan would have gone to the commander's well, we guys. Well, and that's, and that's a little we'll tough we'll, on the Baker we'll Mayfield we'll, thing, too. We'll never it know that, but here's what I think, Max. The fact that you didn't explore that. The fact that you didn't think because of the way the dominoes would You know would what fall, I think it is with Wentz? That would be a possibility. See, Wentz, I've heard a lot about this you know, out of Philly. I've been following it pretty closely the whole time. Wentz is considered a high IQ guy on the field. Teammates think that, too. He's considered a hard worker. He wants to win a lot. And then physically, he's never been the same since the injury, but he's very tough. Like, I was at the Coliseum when he hurt his leg. He made two more plays after the injury. Most guys are in the hospital already, right? So all those things, when you want a quarterback, you squint and see what you want to see. So you see, and he has the height, and he has the arm, and he can make certain plays. And you talk yourself into it, but it, yeah. I'm glad the Commanders dig because I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> so, like, hopefully they sign him up long term. Stay, keep him right there in Philly. In, 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 in only, only problem with that is, Max, we got Daniel Jones as our quarterback. Yeah, but that only for one more year, brother. Don't worry about that. Maybe <laughs> Tyrod Taylor going to take over the team by, you, you know, see week how he what? glosses over things that he doesn't like? Correct. He's trying to stay positive. You know why? Because I squint and I see what I want. <laughs> I just gave you a Carson Wentz argument. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Guys, I love this. So listen to this. More than 50 male and female participants with backgrounds in college athletics will try out with the WWE at the star, the Dallas Cowboys practice facility in Frisco, Texas. In June, the WWE will announce a new 15-person NIL class, which again will include players from college football's highest level. Uh, this is, Look, Vince McMahon, in a certain way, is like a modern-day Shakespeare, the way he puts words in people's mouths and makes dramas that are so easily accessible to people, right? That's because it touches on basic human interactions and themes and emotions. And Nick Khan, who's the president over there now, this is... I love this idea. Chris, where are you with this? I love this, man. Let's use, utilize college football ranks and college athletic ranks as a feeder system for our entertainment product, which is the WWE. We've seen so many former college football players be involved in pro wrestling, whether it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, who played football at North Texas, or The Rock, who played at the U, or Roman Reigns, who I played against. He was at Georgia Tech. I was at Virginia. Like All of these guys are superstars in the sport. And so for Vince McMahon and WWE to establish those relationships early on and to use this as, you know, a farm system, so to speak. So for whenever these collegiate athletes finish their pursuits in whatever lane they're in right now, if it doesn't work out for you or whenever your career is done in or that even regard. even if it does work out. Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you come holler at us? Yeah. We, got a poten- we got a potential job for you. We saw it with Rob Gronkowski when he, when he stepped away from football briefly. Yeah. Where did he go? WWE. Yeah. Nah. You can be mad about nah. it. I'm not a wrestling guy. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I don't find it's, any it's entertainment, Jay. It's entertainment, Jay. But it's not for me. That's fine if it's and okay that's for cool. you. Like, it's not for you. Yeah, that's, that's what cool. I'm saying. You I don't do argue about it. I know what's for me. You know what's for you. I'm just, I don't want to go see two all, guys in Speedos wrestle each other. All you youngins don't know. When I saw Hulk Hogan break the camel clutch at Madison Square Garden, I watched it on TV. But oh! It's the best drama there is. <laughs> it's so they got steel cage matches with the big show and stuff. You got the ladder matches and stuff. <laughs> I love it. I, listen, Jay, I'm with you. It's not my. I'll go it's see not, you it's, wrestle. It's not my. Spe- You'll go would see you, me wrestle. Would you wrestle? Would you wear a speedo? If Vince McMahon got a check for me, I would, will go wrestle. Would you wear speedos? I, Listen, and, and a little tarp over your eyes. Would you dress up as a listen, character? If, you would. If the, if no, the, I would not. If the check is right for Vince McMahon, absolutely, Jay. I'll go out there and do it. Call Jay, this man, Vince. Absolutely. Jay, the one-legged Avenger. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know what? They I'll have you coming on a bike, hey, Jay. Hey, hey, Jay, Jay they had Andre the Giant. Now we got Chris the Giant. Let's Why go. Why would I want to fight Andre Let's the go. Giant? I'm a little wrestler. No. From A to Z. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, let's play a little A to Z. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. NFL owners approve a rules change for overtime for the playoffs only. The Colts and Eagles proposed mandatory possession for both teams in all games, regular season and playoffs. The competition committee chief, Rich McKay, said there wasn't enough support among owners to pass the rule unless it was amended to postseason only. By the way, that was passed 29-3. to It needed 24 votes to pass, so it soared through. If the score remains tied in the postseason after each team has had a possession, the game will be decided in traditional sudden death. Here's McKay on the rule. 
We had a lot of uh, discussion. We had a lot of people that had different positions. And what we uh, put forth was an amendment to uh, not change the rule in the regular season and only change the rule in the postseason, which is where our problem principally uh, lied uh, as far as uh, having that first, uh, first possession touchdown. So, and I get it also, you don't want to prolong regular season games unnecessarily, right? Mm-hmm. Chris, how will this change the strategy in overtime since now both teams in the playoffs will get the ball? Well, if I'm guaranteed a possession and I win the toss, then I would defer, Max. Why? I'm going to kick the ball off and create a longer field for my opponent to drive. But if my defense gets a stop, then that means it's a shorter field for me to go in order to score. But I do think it's interesting if you're talking about the team that possesses the ball first, scoring a touchdown, kicking an extra point. What happens if that other team scores a touchdown? Do you make the decision to kick a field goal or do you go for two? Mm. to win the game. Like, that, that becomes Not the kick a field goal, you mean kick an extra point. No, no, no. Yeah, kick an extra point. Right. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, you understand yeah, yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a chip shot field goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, semantics. But I'm, yeah. Just saying, I'm just saying, like, if you score a touchdown and you have the ball first and you kick the extra point, you're that second team. When you get the ball and score a touchdown, do you go, Jay, for, I like do you it. go I, for two? I like rules or, changes. Or do, you, or do you kick the field goal? I like rules changes point? that lead to more decision-making because that means you increase strategy and therefore drama. I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Cry <laughs> me a river, Justin Timberlake. Life isn't fair. Everybody needs to get a chance. Stop it. You, Just go out and no, no, stop no, 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 no. somebody. I'm with, I'm with Jay Just Will on stop this one. I'm with Jay Will on this one. What I, is your defense for? Something stop happened. Somebody. No, Chris, something happened to Jay in the last few minutes. He's getting along. He's happy. Okay. All of a sudden, he. I don't like wrestling, and I don't like I don't rules like changes. And, I'm allowed to. And not I don't like. Wrestling. I don't like a strategy. I like it the way it used to be. Sweaty grappling. That on old me. man saying, "Get yeah. off my lawn." That's yeah, it. Yeah. No, but I actually agree with Jay Will on this one. I'm explaining it. That doesn't mean I like it. Thank and my, you. My former teammate Marcus Spears. I think he had the most impassioned take on this one specifically when he said, you know what, it seems like every year the NFL makes new rules to minimize the importance of defense. And as a defensive player, a guy yeah. that made his living no on kidding, that side Sherlock. of the ball, it, it just, it's one of those things that, that's frustrating because it, it devalues the importance of being able stop to stop so, somebody. Stop being so defensive. No, listen, Max. Are you being, I, you're being very Max, defensive. Well, that's what I Are am. You, is, Max, this offensive? It, is this offensive to you? This is offensive to It you. is offensive it, to it, you. Is that why you're being defensive? It's exactly right. Okay. But here's the thing, Max. Yes. We know what this was about. This is about the quarterbacks, which are the marquee, yeah. being able to touch the ball in the biggest yeah, moments. That's, right. that's yeah. it. That's, that's all right. it's about. That's so right. when you that's view right. it through that lens, it doesn't vex me as much. All right. Baltimore owner, Ravens owner, Steve Bishotti, acknowledged Tuesday that Deshaun Watson's record-setting contract could have ripple effects for quarterback deals going forward, including the one for Lamar Jackson. It's unique. I mean, it's unique as hell because everybody expects you to say, I got to get mine now. And the kid is so obsessed with winning a Super Bowl that I think deep down he doesn't think he's worthy. I think he wants that to say, now I deserve to be on top. All right, wait a minute. That wasn't the sound bite I'm looking for. Evan, let's play the other one. I want to hear this one. It's like, damn, I wish they hadn't guaranteed the whole contract. I don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a fully guaranteed contract. Um, to me, that's something that that is groundbreaking, and it'll make negotiations harder with others, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to 
play that game. Guys, I want to I want to give you a take. I want you to respond to this. Hold on, guys. Wait a minute. I understand the owner's business partners, but I have to worry about what my quarterback has proven to other owners before I hand him the Don't forget, Deshaun Watson was switching teams. Never happened before a quarterback this good in the middle of his career at this age. So you got to induce him, guarantee the money whatever. Before I do that, I have to worry about some other owner's contract coming up with a with a quarterback. Why? For what, Chris? Well, Steve Bashotti just told you exactly what it was and pay attention to the first line and he said, "I wish he wouldn't have guaranteed the whole contract." <laughs> you got to pay because Lamar. We, because when you guarantee the whole contract, Max, and I keep bringing this point up, the owner has to write a check for the full amount of the guarantee to be held in escrow and paid out according to the schedule of the contract. What owner wants to do that? Never, These guys not, didn't become billionaires by giving away money. And CC, tell them that everybody's bank, not, bank account is created no, equally. No, not every Some guys owner is cash rich. Exactly. Yeah, not every owner is cash rich. That's not how it works. You like, you like winning time. Winning was time. Je- was Jerry, was Jerry, was Jerry Buss cash rich no, at the beginning not. of it? No, he was not. Let me tell you John Mara, he's not cash you rich. You know what Jerry Buss wouldn't have done? I mean, Steve, uh, Steve Tish is. But you know what Jerry Buss wouldn't have done? What Cried about it. He would have figured out a way to get it done. Max, That's what winning time Max, shows you. Max, the whole point is, like, it's just, this is a situation now where this is a precedent that becomes dangerous for the owners because it changes how quarterbacks are going to negotiate their deals. And we know that these owners have gifted these quarterbacks all these powers by gearing the rules around them being the marquee. And all I know is over the past several months, people have been saying, what is Lamar Jackson waiting for? What's going on? What's stopping him from getting a This is what he was deal? waiting for. Sure as hell looks like a genius now. Well, you know what happens also? This is what he was waiting for right here. Oh, my goodness. The savvier players understand that on the horizon usually is a larger TV contract, more money in the league, thereby inflating the cap. And so sometimes when you wait, particularly in an offseason, you're not playing, you're not practicing – the, the new deals come up. The standard goes up, up, up. Lamar may have made himself, who knows, an extra $50, $100 million guaranteed Tee. by waiting. Ooh. Get your money. Could you, could you imagine, though, if Lamar continues to play this thing out, like if he plays his fifth-year option and, say, the Ravens franchise tag him because he doesn't want to negotiate a new deal, do you know what that contract is going to look like at that point? No, tell me. You could be talking about Lamar Jackson – making $50 million plus on average annual value and having that fully guaranteed. Like Aaron Rodgers' deal looks good. It's cute. It's $150 million over three years. But you're going to lock Lamar Jackson up for a lot longer than that because he's 25 years old. So if he gets a term similar to what Josh Allen got, five- or six-year deal at $50 million average annual value over five, six years. Know who's laughing, by the way? Do you know what that check looks like for Steve Bashotti if he's got to guarantee that? You're talking about him writing a $300 million check, and that's just for Lamar Jackson? No, who's laughing, by the way? Because, like, football, the quarterback position, has a larger impact on your season and your Super Bowl hopes than any position in baseball. You know Alex Rodriguez signed – A-Rod signed, I want to say it was, like, the year 2000. He signed a $250 million, guys, fully guaranteed contract Mm -hmm. with Texas, right? That wasn't the last quarter billion dollar plus contract he signed. Because then he did one with the they tore that up and did one with the Yankees, Yankees. later on. Oh. That was like two hundred seventy million, dude. Max, b- Max. baseball hot, players hot looking take, at football take, players like you're broke. Hot take, Max. Yeah. 
Lamar Jackson, if he stays healthy, yeah. will make more money than Alex Rodriguez. No in, doubt, in but that was from, in his earnings. In his that earnings. was from twenty years ago. And that's great. And Max, that's great. But just think about how big quarterback money has gotten. I, I agree. Like it's, they've come a long way. You're talking, about him, having, you're talking about him having two two hundred million dollar contracts. I'm just plus. saying for a position that is the most glamorous and biggest, best position in American team sports. If anything, they're still underpaid compared to what they generate. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, then there's another player from the 2018 draft wondering what his future is. Will the Giants trade Saquon Barkley? That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.